The School Show, whichschooladvisor.com's podcast where we talk about all things education in the UAE and beyond. Words and ideas can change the world. Welcome back to Series 2 of The School Show podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, The School Show comes to you courtesy of whichschooladvisor.com the UAE's very best resource when it comes to choosing a school and education news. My name is Jenny Mollen. I'm one of the editorial team at whichschooladvisor.com and I'm your host for today. Now, summer often sees lots of new families arriving in the UAE. So before we get stuck into the topic of today, a quick reminder about what we do at whichschooladvisor.com. Our brilliant site might be a bit biased but I think it's brilliant is full of detailed school reviews all the latest education news interviews with leading educators as well as guides and around parenting and education in the UAE if you're a family planning an international move our sister sites in the UK Singapore Hong Kong Thailand and Vietnam will help you in just the same way so please do visit us online and explore all that we do Back to today for episode one, series two, and I am delighted that the guys of which school have let me come back for series two of the school show. We are going to talk about the role of school governors. To help us to do that, I have two guests, both parents and school governors in the studio with me today. Welcome to Claire Drinkwater, who is a parent governor at Safa British School. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Delighted to have you here. And Sapna Verma, who is vice chair of the Jumeirah English Speaking School, otherwise known as Jess, School Board of Governors. Thank you for having me as well. Thank you for being here, Sapna. Later on, you will hear a pre-recorded interview with Fatma Belrahif, Chief Executive Officer of the Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau, who will explain why school governors are an important priority for the Dubai School Authority, the KHDA. So back to our studio guests for now, Clara and Sapna. Again, thank you both so much for being here. Now, if I remember back to the dim and dark days of my own school life in Birmingham, in the UK, I remember hearing a lot about these mysterious people called school governors and they'd come in for the occasional meeting and none of the kids ever knew who they were. Um, and I didn't really know what, you know, they seemed important, but I didn't really know what they did. So perhaps if we can start with the first simple question, what is a school governor? Sapna, do you want to go first? So I think, I mean, I, I would echo those sentiments. Um, a lot of people don't really know what Absolutely. a school governor does. Yeah. Um, they're these sort of mysterious people that come in, but what is their role? People don't really know. Um, I would say a school governor is part of a group of other governing people Mm -hmm. um, who make up a board and their job really is to make sure that the school is well run ultimately okay Um, and I think that is something that um, you know people don't realize but that's what their ultimate job is and then there are lots of different facets of that but primarily it's to make sure that the school is well run and and governed. Claire does that reflect your experience of being a school governor? Yes I think um, sometimes it depends on your expertise going into it so you might have a background in finance as we were discussing before Um, but as a parent governor my job is to go in and ask difficult questions Um, be like a friend to the school who Mm -hmm. cares about the interests of the school and um, benefiting the school Mm -hmm. however isn't afraid to um, challenge I challenge guess. is yes. the best way to yeah. put it because I think as 
parents, we can feel a little bit nervous to do that sometimes with yeah, schools. Yeah, and I think sometimes parents might not feel comfortable going directly to a school. Exactly, yeah. But may talk in the playground or yeah. maybe approaching one of the governors mm -hmm. who can then take those concerns. Yeah. And it is big, yeah, it's a critical friend that yeah. isn't afraid to offend at times okay. or um, to to give a new perspective. Oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, as you say, I think we we do it for the right reasons. The reason yeah. for doing it is because mm. you're passionate about the school and you're passionate that the children and the staff and the community get the best. But it is difficult. And I think when you realise that what you're going to do is something that's subjective, you're, you're trying to um, make sure that you're doing the best for them, then that actually makes a big difference. As you, as you said the school governors you may be a parent governor and mm -hmm. actually representing parents views because you're I mean I also you know despite sort of being a, a pediatrician um I'm at pick up and drop off and I you hear what's going on on the ground yeah. and that's a really useful position to be in mm -hmm. really and I do think the more people you have on a on a board kind of reflects the different perspectives in a community mm -hmm. so depending on your background or your country of origin and things like this mm -hmm. you might go into it having a different perspective or even a different um, viewpoint to the school mm -hmm. so when you're tackling problems um everybody might be able to bring something new to the discussion okay okay so let's talk about then what do you do what do you actually do can you give us an example of of, of an issue or a project that you might help a school on or offer your your advice on what when you go to those school governance meetings what are you guys talking about I mean, there are a number of different things that you are talking about in terms of how... So, from my perspective, I actually am the governor responsible for safeguarding. Right, OK. And that's something that's evolved over the last five yeah. or six years. Um, and for me, really, sort of every, every, every quarter, we will feed back to the board mm -hmm. about the issues that we have, obviously, okay. confidentially, mm -hmm. in relation to the school. So that's not just child protection issues, but actually the sort of the umbrella of safeguarding and actually the welfare of mm -hmm. students, teachers, staff, um, you know, and families in general, really. Okay. So, I mean, that's just one aspect of it. But it would be something, you know, as important as looking at how you're, you know, looking at student attainment and how we sort of, you know, we've just had GCSEs and, mm. and A-levels and, and IBs and how we are in relation to where we sort of stand with those results and, and what we're, you know, what we're going to focus on going forward. Mm -hmm. Capital projects, you know, okay. how is a school going to improve? Are there particular projects that we want to, to go through finances? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing in relation to, um, you know, are we you know, our financial performance and are we fiscally responsible? We're a not-for-profit school. Okay. So effectively all the money that we gain um, goes directly back into Right, the okay. It must be great actually for the school principals to have you... I always think being a school principal is quite a lonely position. Yeah. You know, so it must actually be a great... You're a good sounding board for these people and a good, think, you know, yeah, resource yeah. for them as well. We, as well as the meetings, we often at SAFA, they do do training on site, so they will... Um, I've been with the curriculum, I've been with the safeguarding before, so they do tend to swap us around a little bit. So we have a greater understanding of the whole. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of learning walks, pre-COVID, of course, okay. learning walks around the school, so we can see what has been developed, like the Arabic department before, right. or if there's been additions to certain aspects of the school mm -hmm. or the curriculum. Yeah. They actually ask us to go ourselves and look to find that evidence. Right, okay. So we can then have a greater understanding and come back and discuss. How interesting. Um, 
You must learn a lot from it yourself. Yes, yeah. it's, it's very interesting. And yeah. I do think, I mean, again, pre-COVID, I would regularly go in for a chat yeah. um, and just kind of turn up and say, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, but Safa's that kind and of school, isn't it? In fact, they're, both of your door, schools are yeah. very... They're, they're true community schools, yeah. I would say. A lot um, of schools talk about community, but you, you feel it when you walk through the doors of, of both Jess and Safa, yeah. I think. So I do feel, um, yeah, the principal at times can maybe say things because it's a confidential yeah. friendship, if you like, mm-hmm. that you can say things that you might not be able to say as openly. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a great. Like, it's, a, it's a good connection then between the parent body and the principal. Yeah. Without, because I, I think as parents again, we're always a little, tiny bit nervous of our. If you have an issue with your child's school, you 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 are navigating a little bit of a relationship with them as well because yeah. you want to keep positivity in the relationship, but you also want to be able to I express. Think you have to be quite. I mean, concerns. I can be quite open with my views okay um, are we are we putting quote marks yes. around that <laughs> <laughs> but i think there are times i've like you have to have a, a level of professionalism mm-hmm. as well that you leave it at the door if you like of course that i'll go in as a parent mm-hmm. and say what i have to say but then i'll go in on the next day as a governor and and there's a role separate is yeah. that of because course, yeah. otherwise it can be a bit messy yeah. at times. Can I ask you both why you wanted to do this? Why did you want to be a school governor? So it's an interesting question. I didn't really, I didn't really, um, I suppose, think about being a school governor. Mm-hmm. But when I came here and the kids had started at school, they were a little bit older. They weren't sort of all going in at sort of FS1 and FS2. I wanted to be part of the school community. Mm-hmm. And I joined the parents group and, um, you know, met a lot of people involved in organising events. Um, and... At that point, uh, you know, went on to organising the sort of Jess Balls, the annual Jess Balls, and co-chaired the group. And it was at that point that I was approached to say, would it be something that you would consider mm-hmm. doing? Okay. And I, you know, I think it was because of my paediatric hat and and and, and that was sort of maybe a, a gap and also as a parent. Um, and I thought, you know, this is a great privilege mm-hmm. to be able to go in and, you know, not just affect, obviously we... you know our children are our priority but actually being able to affect change for a whole you know a whole school a whole couple of schools of people talking you know two and a half thousand uh, students and staff actually is really an important thing to do Mm -hmm. so that was the the reason but I thought well you know I have that expertise maybe I can you know put it to some good use Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was sort of part of the reason of being able to do it and I'm not afraid of sort of saying things but objectively as we all say you know it's it's about going in I'm not doing this for my own benefit I'm doing it for the benefit of of the Jess community okay. and that's right. where I see it and you Claire you're nodding away there um I think yeah I think similar that I, I was at Sefa for such a long time mm-hmm. my older son actually was in FS1 right and at the very very old site when it was just the villa. Okay, um, yes. And You've we been le- on a bit of a journey. So we left. physically at South, We you? left at that time because it wasn't convenient right. where we were living. Okay. Um, and then we came back for year two. So I've seen a bit of a transition. Mm-hmm. I think because I've been so there so long mm-hmm. and I've seen the ups and downs, as it were, mm-hmm. um, that they've they and I've always been quite vocal that they've said you know would you like to voice that on a larger scale okay and I do think like you said that it makes I wanted to make a difference yeah because my older son has now moved on okay and I still have a son there but um it's not just about him it's about the children that are going to come after him and I genuinely 
care about the Safa ethos and I like their their outlook and their community mm -hmm. and I really wanted to make a difference okay. to not just my children but as a whole. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, Sabna, you mentioned there and you very modestly asked me not to refer to you as Dr Sabna okay. but you are a paediatrician. So in terms of your day job then, what skills are you bringing to being a school governor and what have you learned from being a school governor? Well, I mean, I, you know, obviously health's my background, mm -hmm. but when you, you know, it, it's about people. Yeah. And we interact with people from sort of so many different backgrounds and so many sort of different professional backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so I've learnt, you know, how as a team that you, you know, need, need to interact with each other to get sort of the best out of it. But equally, I suppose, and probably you know, with, with my safeguarding hat, that has been something that has evolved over the last five years. Okay. Something that really, you know, I think the UAE has evolved Absolutely, with. Yeah. And so to be part of, of that journey in terms of policies, in terms of training, in terms of information has been, has been great. Equally, I suppose, with the pandemic that we see ourselves in, I mean, mm -hmm. the biggest thing that we have in the last 18 months, you know, being responsible for looking at our policies and being able to advise um, and provide input into how we you know how we should be sort of actually logistically managing it mm -hmm. because it is it's a tricky situation both for me as a as a pediatrician but you know not to mention the schools and how they have to to manage that risk effectively mm -hmm. so that has you know I, I think that's probably been um for me with that hat on but learning about all sorts of other you know from a finance perspective and, and looking at things that I probably wasn't necessarily that au fait with mm -hmm. um, and I've learned from that because as I said it's not my background but I've, I've learned from all of that and how we sort of make decisions with you know we may not agree with, mm -hmm. the, with, with the decisions that um, you know but seeing different points of view makes you see things and make informed decisions ultimately Interesting. so I've okay. learned a lot from those, okay. those people and Claire you, you told me beforehand you're a stay at home mum so different yeah. sort of skill set but again it's a it's a commitment I, I now think, to the school I yeah, guess. Yeah and I think it gives you a greater um, understanding of how generally how schools run yeah. and behind the scenes mm -hmm. everything that goes into it that you don't see as a parent mm -hmm. um, and all the stresses that come with that yeah. and especially like you said with the Covid and the pandemic at the moment. They've been through a lot um, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and how they're trying to help those children and the well-being side of things as you, as you said um, has a has had a massive impact on mm. children and the gaps in learning and that side of thing that they're trying to address now as mm -hmm. they've gone back um, yeah and it and also it's taught me a greater perspective than my own because as a stay-at-home mum you do spend a lot of time at home on your own mm -hmm. and um, you tend to um, have blinkers on at times of how you see things and you're not happy with this and this is what needs to be done but actually when you go into a board and you're discussing with other people it gives you the other side yeah um and and it yeah it gives you a greater understanding of there's I more than so your just actually, your opinion because and, and teaching is that classic career i think because we've all been to school we all think we know what it takes <laughs> to be a teacher and actually, i couldn't be a teacher <laughs> i was going to ask actually it hasn't tempted either of you into a career in education I no think home learning with the children <laughs> at the end of that, all at that term has, has told us and taught us how incredibly patient teachers are yeah. and how we are grateful that our children yeah. are back yeah. in school and let's value them just even yes. more absolutely, absolutely. 
definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then again, to see, as, as I said, I, I, I quite often sit and chat to school principals and think this is a really, really challenging role. And if you're in a sort of middle leadership role or if you're in a classroom role, you've got that team around you just to, you know, yeah. to work with. But actually, I guess you guys become the team, you know, the school governors become the team so. around the, the so. teacher. Um, I wanted to ask you, Claire, your school is obviously you've, you've been through a build. Yes. Uh, you just moved to the most beautiful <laughs> new... Ca- it's truly stunning, the new South I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So how involved was the Board of Governors with that process, with, with the school moving, with the um, build, the design? I think um, we went in and were told quite early on mm-hmm. um, and we were able to give ideas, we were able to look at plans and um, have a, we had a walkthrough when it was being built mm-hmm. to kind of give us a visual of yeah. this is where things are going to go. Um, the school, they kind of approached us on a number of occasions and said, what do you think about this idea or that okay. idea or how could we develop this or that? But they did do, um, they did have a student council. Yes, I Which I found that, lovely yeah. that they, from all year groups, so it wasn't just the, the top end of the school. Okay. Um, that they actually brought those children in and took them to site quite regularly and asked them for their input and their ideas. Which is wonderful. Which I think was actually really important and especially it's quite daunting for children to go to a whole new site, a whole new school. And the way these children walked in like they already owned the place as as soon as they yeah well, it's they, quite it was empowering to be part oh, of yeah. that process isn't so it yeah actually i found that that was wonderful to see and okay. as governors we were involved but not actually as much as the students okay and Sapna, I wanted the specific to Jess. Obviously, you're you're a, a united school, sort of across two campuses. Do you have one set of school bus governors for both the Jumeirah and for Arabian ranches? How does that work? So the board basically oversees just Jumeirah, which is the original site. Yes, and then the ranches, which incorporates primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that works well because okay. we can basically, you know, it, there's consistency, but you can look over the whole school because yeah. we like you know we we would we would like to think that actually the process what happens in primary at, at the ranches and the prime and and just Jamira is sort of is the, the, the same, same. Yeah, you're you one know, school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that one school approach means that having one set of governors actually overseeing that mm-hmm. means that we're aware of what what's going on in all, all mm-hmm. three and can make decisions about that linking the I suppose the ramifications from one to the other mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it works well it's it's you know it's as we were saying, you know, in terms of going into the school pre-COVID, we would go into each of the schools and chat with staff, chat with with the students, chat with the parents. Actually, yeah. something that I, you know, that we've that we've missed, that we've not been able to do, and mm-hmm. I to, to find out how things are going on. Um, but yeah, that does obviously have just challenges because we've we've got we've got three two different two different campuses. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and at Safa, you've got a sister school, so Safa Community School. So slightly yes. different. So they are two different schools yeah. under the same Safa brand and, yeah. and ethos. So is there any connection between the two? Yeah, boards they there? have their own board, mm-hmm. um, but we do have a couple of members of their board come over to ours. Okay, so you're sort of exchanging then, ideas. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't been over as yet. Okay. The offer's there. <laughs> Are you ready for Claire, Safa Community School? <laughs> um, but I, I think it's... Because it's a sister school, not yep. 
the same school. I, I do think it's important they have their own board because they course, have different, different issues, issues than, yeah. than we have. And, yeah. um, you know, things like the high school, we've, we're only just developing. I think we're into year nine now. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's a whole new mm-hmm. um, area to look at. And we haven't, because of COVID again, we haven't been able to look around and that yeah, side of, course, of things, yeah, I mean, yeah. um, which I'm sure will change shortly. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, there's, it's a whole new set of issues that are now going to come up with yeah. secondary yes. that we didn't experience before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking so maybe forward you'll to... maybe you need to refer to those guys well, at I'm look, Yeah, more. I'm looking forward yeah. to that challenge now as yeah. well. Exactly. So, well, we talked a bit about what you, you guys do in, in your typical day. So we've got a stay-at-home mum and a paediatrician here. So for anybody listening to this, would you say there is... A, a certain experience that you need to have to be a school you know if someone's interested in volunteering do you need a skill set or can you just say hey guys I'm here well as Claire said you know being a parent mm-hmm. you know you have children and you have an experience of school so you know whilst the I suppose the skill sets of finance and law and property and and other things are very useful yeah. and important as a parent you bring something that actually many may not be able to particularly if they don't have children in the school and you're as I said their day-to-day you know aware of what's going on um so I think you know everybody has expertise that they can be just life experience in general that yeah. can be useful and it's actually recognizing that everybody has an opinion that hopefully will be a, a useful one mm-hmm. when you're making decisions mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. completely agree I think um like you said, it's useful at times to have a background in different areas. But then even as a stay-at-home mum, you might have expertise in certain areas of course, from, yeah. you know, a yeah. previous life. <laughs> and actually, we always talk, you know, I'm sure we've all, we're all mums, we've all had career breaks. You yeah. always talk about losing skill sets and things, perhaps when you're not. And actually, this is a great way, perhaps, just to keep those kind of yeah. corporate life skills going. I think also, yeah. I think as long as you're, you can be honest and upfront, um, but be willing to listen and you, you genuinely care, mm-hmm. um, I think that's all you really need. Mm-hmm. And I, and also the schools, you know, again, Suffer British are pretty good that they will help you if you, there is any questions or any data you're not sure about or you don't know what something means or there's an acronym that you can't understand, they will help you. Yeah. And they do provide training mm-hmm. and they do take you around and, um, you know, make you the best because they want the best board or they want good governors they don't want um someone that doesn't know what they're talking about or doesn't know what's going on in the school there's a lot of acronyms in teaching yes there are my goodness (laughs) there really are (laughs) exactly yeah you could do like a you know a a quiz on them see who's got the best school of governors on the you know (laughs) identifying acronyms it's always a tricky word that one here's a question is it a paid position no, it's not paid. Okay. It is purely voluntary. entirely purely voluntary. voluntary. Yeah, However, okay. I did ask for a parking space when we moved <laughs> schools <laughs> because every school has traffic issues. Did you get one? Um, no. They said oh. they couldn't show preference. So, yeah. She's ever so nice. <laughs> Where's her parking space? <laughs> you could have had one just for the, 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 the Board of Governors. To well, use. I think then it's favouritism, isn't it? So you <sighs> can't really, yeah. Gosh. I right. did try, though. You did try. Good for you. Maybe the odd free coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do very nice coffee at Saffa, so, you know. What about the time commitments? How much time are you investing in being a school governor? So, I mean, obviously, we were talked about the sort of month... We have month... I mean, it may be different across, obviously, the schools. We've got monthly meetings that are about two hours, and then there's okay. the reading material okay. in order to, for you to make informed decisions about what you're discussing. Um we go into the schools, you know, on a termly basis, really. Okay. Um, so there will be 
that time. It might be a morning or an afternoon. When DSIB come in and, um, you know, they want to, to meet with, with the governors, and I think that's a really important point. Mm -hmm. And when they feed back to us, you know, we make ourselves available to see actually what the outcomes of those, those inspections have been. Mm -hmm. um, graduations, award ceremonies. You know, I love going to see actually what the school what has actually you, put yeah. on. You know, that's no better way, particularly if you've got children in other parts of the school, you might not necessarily get the opportunity to see that. So... All of those things, and, and it's hard to quantify. And then, you know, the various different governors may be involved um, actually at different sort of different time commitments, you know, for what they're doing, be it inclusion. Mm -hmm. So one of our governors is involved with education and inclusion. Mm -hmm. You'll have separate sort of meetings with the team. Oh, I see. Okay. So that sort yeah. of is, is separate, but it, it pertains to them. Mm -hmm. um, safeguarding, we meet twice um, a term mm -hmm. really for us to for me to know what's going on in the schools right, because okay. I otherwise I think you know again it's that tricky bit we're not operational but it's about you know knowing um, you know, knowing what's gone on so that you can you can affect change and we were talking about welfare yeah. um, you know there was no better time for us to realize you know even prior to the pandemic that you know children's mental health you know, it was very different from what it probably was you know a decade ago mm -hmm. and the pandemic has only brought that yeah. even further yeah. um, so actually there is quite a commitment reviewing policies in, instituting new policies but again if you do it properly the first time around then there's less of a time commitment yeah. as you mm -hmm. go on further on it just sets the foundation really yeah. does that sound familiar to you Claire? yeah I think day to day it's not overly time consuming day to day okay I think you have to like you said make yourself available for meetings mm -hmm. you have to be aware that you need to go into the school at certain points um, even if it's for informal chats, just to keep up to date with what yeah. is going on. Um, yes, reading through material that you've been sent, making sure you understand the material that's been sent. And, um, you know, seeing it like for the um, festive FS1 children, oh, things like that. Oh, that's the best oh, bit. You know, feeling, and when your children are out of that up. stage, yes. yes, you get to go back to it. Yeah, and yeah. they're so diddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just being around to do, you know, to make that commitment to the school generally, but it's not a day-to-day, -day, three hours per okay. day. It's, okay. it's not a, like a part-time job or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, just just making yourself available mm. when you're needed, really. Okay. I'm going to ask you both to sort of blow your own trumpets here a bit. What impact ah. do you think you've had in your school? Are you pleased with the impact that you've had? Yes. You are? I mean, okay. I think as a board we've evolved, and I think, you know, we've had sort of newer members there but I think for me safeguarding has got to be of course, one of the yeah. biggest things you know yeah. something that was um you know really at its infancy and I think we've we've taken that really taken that forward um because as you say it impacts on everybody so we've had you know policies in place we review them we have training and we spread all the information so that people are aware that these things are you know important for our whole community mm -hmm. And staff morale. I think you know that's one thing that I think you know you can't put a can't put a price on staff morale. No, it, goes, mm. it gets overlooked quite and often as well. And actually, if people are looked after, you know, families, parents, students, actually they work a lot more effectively. Of course. And I think you know we've been able to look at you know staff salary packages and make mm. them more equitable across. Um, you know, we, there was the whole local and, and overseas contracts right, in the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and that actually, you know, sits well with me, yeah, you know, okay. being able to, yeah. to sleep at night knowing that actually there is some element of equality mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. people are, are happy and happy to come to the school and happy to work. And they work, and, and they work very, very hard. Exactly, yeah. Really. Yeah. 
and they're recognised. What about you? Um, What's, what impact do you feel that you've had at Southampton? I think the board as a whole, mm-hmm. because there was a few new governors um, added to the board okay. when our new principal came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a whole, we've we've got very good in the last... Two, 2019, I okay. think. Okay. 20, 2019, I think. Zara, if you're listening, yeah. I think Claire's Fact giving you me. a big compliment here. <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, so we're now at a very good... I think as a board, we do go in, we question. Mm-hmm. Um, the curriculum's been changed a couple of times okay. now. Yeah. Um, our well-being, we've had nominations, we've had awards for the well-being side and, the, and our inclusion team is fantastic now. Mm-hmm. And our link team, which... Not non-existent, but wasn't as effective. Right. Okay. A few years ago. Okay. Um, so you guys have had sort of is, an eye on that. It yeah. is fabulous okay. now, and, and the Arabic and the Islamic side of things have vastly improved mm-hmm. over the last few years. And um, personally, I've sat in on um, interviews with some of the leadership team roles, mm-hmm. just as a kind of sounding board. Yeah. Uh, you know, afterwards to, to discuss with the principal. I know there's other members that have gone in to help. Um, uh, improve, not improve, change up the Arabic side of things yep. where we, we've we highlighted not it's quite... It's often a challenge in yeah. lots of schools, isn't it? Um, and I think, yeah, depending on who you speak to on the board have had a different input. Uh, but as a whole, I'm very proud of the changes that have been made in the last few years. I and I'm so. looking forward. Now the ECAs are starting. Oh, we've got yes. all the new facilities. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we've got, yeah. I, I mean, know, just walking around the theatre, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that so, yeah. actually that leads me nicely, actually, to my next question, Claire and Sapna, which is, what would you like to influence in the future? Have you got thoughts and priorities for for moving forward? Is, are there any things that you'd like to be raising with your schools and, and talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's always it's something. <laughs> no, I I do think um, now that things are getting back to pre pretty normal, not mm-hmm. quite there yet. Um, but the ECA is so exciting yeah. because the children I really feel they have missed out so, so much. much and I do think um, the problem is a lot of children have spent the summer months and last year kind of sat at a screen. Oh. So I do think it's really important to be getting them up and moving a bit more, the mindfulness side of things, mm-hmm. to have a to step away from the screens yeah. if possible. Yeah. Um, and life skills, I do think going forward in all the schools I'm a firm believer as someone that can't sew and um yes. can't and can't do taxes and yes. such like yes. um Sounds I do think familiar. it's very important to teach our children life skills of the mm-hmm. future yeah and and never mind you know the environment and the sustainability and the climate change that's currently going mm-hmm. on all that mm-hmm. side of things but I do yeah there's so much more to the am- academic success that we yeah. could be giving them absolutely I mean, I think, you know, you, one of the things, and we've, we, a couple of years ago, we sort of introduced the Mad Award, and the Mad Award was basically about those life skills, you know, sewing a button, making your bed, no, you know, how to what do... What does MAD stand for? Um, making a difference. Aha, uh-huh. Yes, okay. making a difference. And so, you know, I agree that particularly here, it's so easy for, for children just to be things for them, for things to be done for them. Yeah. Um, and I think we could get a lot out of collaborating with, you know, other schools actually mm-hmm. and and sharing you know good practice absolutely um yeah. i'd like to see more more of that really yeah, yeah. um and there are areas i mean as you say you know 
Arabic and Islamic have always been a challenge. Um, and actually looking at it, you know, and, and thinking, well, what can we what can we really do to make make it easier and, uh, you know, and, and actually make it better for those children that have actually started learning Arabic in, you know, in FS1 Absolutely, and now yeah. definitely from FS2. Um, so it's looking at those areas and, and also focusing on communication. I mean, mm-hmm, my biggest yeah. bugbear really is communication. <laughs> it always is and with schools, isn't it? And it's yeah. often, you know, yeah. something that, you know, if you don't hear, you'll speculate and speculate possibly negatively. Mm-hmm. So it's really about tightening up um, you know, communication and making sure that, you know, people are aware of what's going on. Absolutely. I think also way. I'd like to be more involved with the other parents in the school. Yeah. Now, again, we can open up slightly. Issue. Yeah, and so actually be able to have Q&As or meet people in person. Well, I suppose that's really interesting, actually, because for those parents who've had children join schools during the pandemic... Mm they've not been able to become part of the community in the same way that we would have done because we were around beforehand, you know. And I do think if you're an expat, schools are really fundamental. You know, as parents, yeah. they're where we make our friends you make, as well, yes. you know. So I guess bringing those parents into the community is going to be and, really important. And even as a parent that's been there for so long, I mm-hmm. still find myself kind of waving from afar at people. <laughs> and, and and that's it. I, yeah. And you don't have that communication or that... Um, that conversation mm-hmm. that, that you would mm-hmm. ordinarily have had. And I mean, our, our parents group, I'm sure, like, has always been super active, you know, mm-hmm. for the children organising movie events and pizza nights. And and actually, that's the one thing that, you know, pe- when parents make a choice to, 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 to start in a school, that's one of the things they want to be part of, the, the community. Mm-hmm. And it's about actually that community hasn't been able to do those things. Mm-hmm. And it's about ensuring that we can start those things yeah. up again yeah. so yeah. that they do feel part and therefore willing to contribute and they're willing to, to speak up and willing to, to pass on Perhaps their views. Perhaps be a governor one day, which yes. is my next. Yes. But would you recommend to people? Yes. Would you say I'd, go out and yes. give it a try? Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. I think it is, you know, you talked about people who may have done roles or jobs in the past and they 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 may have you know changed their direction of what they were doing um but they still have those skill sets and Mm -hmm. one of the things I used to do a lot of when I was in the UK when I was working full-time but actually in my current job I probably don't have as much of an opportunity to influence change and 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 that's where my board position allows me to do that and it's hugely satisfying it's probably one of the most satisfying bits mm-hmm. of the job actually okay um you know being able to to make that change so yes yes and yes yes definitely. Definitely. if you care about your school yes. and you want to make a difference and not just for your child but f- for uh, the children coming after your mm-hmm. children yes, yes definitely now one thing i think there's a pa- pattern that perhaps we might notice from we're all from the uk mm-hmm. is that parent governors you have your parent governors but quite often you'll have school governors who are perhaps members of the community who are no longer parents i know i was chatting yes. to a family <laughs> member at home recently his kids are now in their mid 20s mm-hmm. but he's sort of semi retired now and has just volunteered as a parent gov or a sorry an ex parent governor let's say of his children's old school yeah. because you know it brings something to his life as well do you think that that's something that other members of the community can get involved in our schools i mean i think without a doubt i think it's useful to have governors that may actually have no connection with the school in some respects you know mm. so that yeah. they can be sort of an objective eye yeah. that's very Whereas interesting we're all sort yeah. of you know in the thick of it so to speak having somebody that's outside and can see things from a completely different view maybe a non-school view mm-hmm. actually i think it's useful i, I, I think, think it would yeah. be you know not to have, have do you have um, any people like that on your board at the moment? Yeah, I mean, do? We, we, yeah. we do. One of our, our board members actually doesn't have children and um, works in sort of the, you know, the finance industry, but actually is 
very open to just seeing things with a completely with an oversight that doesn't take them in one direction or the other mm -hmm. and I think that works really very very well mm -hmm. so I think that's yeah something I think you know? um, it's it's about your community rather than just that school and those children yeah. Yeah. it is many people join um, governing boards because they care about their community or they just want to make a difference yeah, we, there's not all that many Genuine. opportunities for us to volunteer no, yeah. as expats often, you no. know, and this would be a great way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it does give, a, like you said, a, another perspective completely. When, you're, when you step away and you're not a parent and you don't have the same interests that I would have, mm -hmm. then you see things in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And as, as running the schools you may well be more efficient in some of your viewpoints than yeah. I would be. Okay. And dads as well as mums. Yes. yes. <laughs> dads as well as mums, please. I actually think my husband would be brilliant, um, but he just sort of rolls his eyes at me when he says and says, they wouldn't want me. You know? That's the problem. I think a yeah. lot of parents, um, especially stay-at-home mums or mm. dads, mm -hmm. feel, why would they want, want me? me? Exactly. And, yeah. and I do feel a lot of um, parents that don't work anymore do have they lose their confidence a little bit and they yeah. do feel like they don't so have true. that self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, but you believe in yourself mm -hmm. and your views and, yeah. And what a fantastic thing to put in your own CV at some point. Well, exactly, at yeah. some point. Yeah. It, may, it will come in useful, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, that was an incredibly interesting chat and I really hope it's inspired more people out there to consider becoming a school governor. Now let's hear from Fatma Belrahif, Chief Executive Officer of Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau. Fatma joins us to share why school governance is an important priority for those that direct education policy in the UAE. Okay, so again, for this episode of The School Show, we're talking about school governors. We've had two parent governors join us from Safa British School and from Jess, and it's been super interesting to hear their thoughts uh, and experiences of being a parent governor. But every time we chat to the team at the KHDA, they tell us that this is something that's really important to the education authorities in the UAE, that parent governors, school governance is, is a real priority for them. So joining us today, we have Fatma Belrahif, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau. And Fatma is going to chat to us about why this is a priority for our education authority. So Fatma, first of all, thank you so much for joining me on a busy day. You're most welcome. It's my greatest pleasure. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to begin our chat by asking you, from your perspective, how does a school benefit from having great school governors? Well, this is a very import, important component of a school dynamic, really, to have an effective governance in place. Uh, it's an important enabler. It does enable the school's leadership. Uh, it empowers the school's leadership, so it does play that support role. Uh, at the same time, one would expect also the Board of Governors uh, as well to execute their uh, accountability um, responsibilities, meaning that uh, they are in a position to hold the school's leadership into the account, uh, into the expected outcomes and, you know, expectations that were set for the school's community and for their students' uh, populations. 
uh, we've always had uh, an item or an indicator as part of the Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau uh, evaluation system. One of the criteria is uh, governance, you know, and how effective it is, how impactful, how really its decisions and dynamics and operations are positively impacting uh, the outcomes, you know, for the school's community and for, for the ones for the students. So that's an important uh, element that, uh, you know, we take into account as, as part of the evaluation. Uh, the governors play a very important role in terms of setting up, you know, the vision for the school, uh, which values, you know, they will be following, you know, they will be able to provide the steer, the direction, and also ensure that the school is really following the course and they're able to monitor that uh, as well. Yeah, and that actually nicely sort of coincides with what our parents' governors have told me, which is that in order to be an effective governor, you do need to have the confidence to not only support your school, but perhaps challenge some of their decisions as well. And that's a very important uh, part, really. Uh, the, the school would have its own targets, you know, the education one, the the well-being ones, you know, the social and personal uh, develop, development ones. And these are really very important uh, indicators uh, that, uh, you know, the school leaders will need to, you know, have within their radar all the time, you know, being the ones operational on the ground. Uh, but those who are uh, at the governance, you know, or playing the governor role would have to maintain that strategic oversight, not only for the maintenance of, you know, the, the objectives of the school, but also to, to, put this, to push the school look forward and into the future. Mm -hmm. So Fatma, in your experience, obviously, because of your, your work with the Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau, you see governance in action. Can you tell us about the impact of a really good school governor? Well, they can have, um, honestly, like a huge impact, you know, in the school. We have uh, seen situations where the school would have been really at the, the lower performing levels within, you know, the categories of the evaluation system. But with the dedication of the board and the changes that they have embarked upon and the values and the, the trust, you know, they, they would put in into the system, it would have lifted really the school and they would work really hand in hand with the school leadership. So really their impact is tremendous. Um, uh, and um, they they have an impact on the inputs, you know, of the school's component, be it on the teachers, you know, what's really getting into the school, the policies and so forth, uh, as well as uh, more importantly, really are the outcomes for the students, uh, be it the achievement outcomes, be it the well-being outcomes. So very, very important role, meaningful at the same time, you know, uh, rewarding where, you know, in, in, in contrast, where there is poor governors, uh, you know, there is uh, uh, quite a good correlation between that and the lower performing uh, schools. And this is what we have seen as part of the uh, international evidence, inspection findings and ratings that there is a strong correlation between the effectiveness of the board and the overall quality of the school. With that in mind, Fatma, is it mandatory that a school has a board of governors? Is it something that you guys in the uh, the KHDA and the Dubai School Inspection Bureau are looking for when you're out talking to schools? 
Uh, well, in short, it's not mandatory. It is uh, strongly recommended. Um, but as we have seen and as we have published, you know, continuously in our publications and inspection findings, you know, the correlation is really high and it has a big impact on the school performance. And um, in Dubai, we really enjoy a good richness in terms of curricula, diversity of that. And even within uh, a single curriculum, you know, you would have different diversities because the schools would have different priorities and needs, you know, and they are serving different student populations. So we enjoy that diversity and we do sort of expect that also governance will be operating differently in, in different schools. Uh, so if it is in place and it is effective, it will definitely have a positive impact on the school. That's really interesting. And, and actually one, one point that you made there about, um, you know, bringing different skill sets and, and, and supporting the school. It, does someone have to be a parent or involved with the school in order to volunteer as a governor? Or if you're a member of a community and just think that that would be a good way to sort of give back can you get involved with our schools here in the UAE? Uh, no, you don't have to be a parent, you know, for you to qualify to be like a board member or a governor. Um, uh, pretty much what the, you know, the, the, the school's leadership and the governance will be looking for are particular skill sets, you know, attributes or expertise areas like, you know, HR, finance, legal, etc., uh, and um, they come from different backgrounds. You have, you can be a parent or a non-parent. You know, as long as you are possessing these attributes that you know the governance is seeking, it's there. It's really a great opportunity for our people to give back, you know, to the community and service the community in different ways. And it has multiple, you know, fruits really for the school community as well as for the particular individual who will be contributing. Really, the exchange, the network, it's it's tremendous. So if you're a parent listening and you've ever thought about this, go and go, go and volunteer, be a school governor. That's what, that's the message from the guys at the KHDA, I think. It's, it's, it's a good role and it's a good, you know, um, also accountability at the same time, you know, you feel committed and responsible for the school community and you're there, you know, to represent their voices and really take the school and its community forward. Fantastic. Fatma, it's been lovely to speak to you this morning. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, What's happening at the KHDA at the moment? What are you all looking forward to this, this year? We're so excited, like parents and the school communities and the leaders to have our students back to the school. Yeah. You know, with all the safety measures in place, of course, you know, uh, this has been really great uh, to see our students back. We wish them like a happy and safe year. Uh, we, you know, we talked a lot with our schools uh, during, you know, these times and well-being is very important. Uh, we've seen the impact of that, you know, and how are our students, you know, before even starting to learn, you know, uh, how is their well-being status and all of that, you know, that is really key and important. And also we've been having conversations with our schools, how to carry the learnings, you know, during the pandemic, you know, there were innovations, a lot of, you know, amidst all the challenges, a lot of success stories, you know, how can they pick that up and, you know, transform their educations. Super, thank you so much. I've got two children who are super happy to be back at school and doing their sports and everything. So for a personal thank you from me. Um, and once again, thank you to Fatma Belrahif, the Chief Executive Officer of Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau for joining us on the School Show podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.
That again was really interesting from Fatma Belrahif at the Chief Executive Officer of the Dubai Schools Inspection Bureau. So if you are a school governor or just have something to say on the subject, please join the conversation either on one of whichschooladvisor.com's social pages or by joining our, par- our Facebook group, Parents United UAE, a great place to connect with both our team and other parents across the UAE. Thank you again to our guests, Parent School Governors Claire Drinkwater of Safa British School. Thank you, Thank Claire. you very much. And Sapna Verma, who is here today representing Jamira English Speaking School. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're brilliant guests, ladies. And I didn't stumble across you uh, again through your school name. I've made myself do it now, goodness. Before I say farewell to both our guests, now usually if we have teachers or school leaders in in the the studio with me, I say, what does education mean to you at the end of our podcast? But what I'm going to ask you guys to do is tell me what's special. Tell me something really special about Jess. What makes Jess special? I think Jess's community makes it special. It cares and everybody feels part of that community when they walk through that door um and it's something that's almost can be a bit intangible actually mm-hmm. um but you feel it and Fantastic. that's something that i want i would hope continues for decades to come okay fabulous and claire what what makes safa british school such I a special think place similarly it's it's a family mm-hmm. it's the families that go there it's the um, connection that you find with other families that go there and as they say it's purple forever Purple forever. Love it. Thank you both so much for being brilliant guests on the School Show podcast. And we'll be back with more next month. The School Show. Talking education with whichschooladvisor.com. 